When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on, Stitcher, all those uh, <laughs> accessory places that maybe you might pick up your podcast. Tony Shemeki with you, my co-hosts Welshie and Lyle join me as well. Hello boys. Very good day, Tony. Very good day to you too, Welshie. Uh, Lyle, how are you buddy? I'm doing well mate, yourself? Excellent, thank you. you got a King Kong t-shirt on. Yeah, King Kong. Uh, King Kong Eagles. Brody. Oh, okay. Bruiser Brody. Ooh, the legendary. Yeah. The legendary. The one and the only. How you been, boys? Um, good. How have you been? Excellent. Thank you. Well, actually, the last couple of days I've been back at work. Yeah, we're, so out, of, in... we're out of, uh, we've got out of lockdown now. Uh, yes, interacting with weekend. people has been very weird. No, it sounds, it sounds terrible to me. Normally I didn't I leave the house the all energy. day Saturday. Well, normally I thrive on the energy, but I've been knackered the last two nights. Not used to it. That's why you got to build no, up exactly. that endurance. I want to point out he said knackered, not naked. No, no, knackered. <laughs> Told the same story about 12 times, I reckon. So nothing's changed. No, nothing's You're changed. You're just boring people yeah. with stories yeah. on repetitive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, good, good, uh, we had a good chat last week with Julian no. Ward. That's right. We did too. Very good. He's... Um, He's a he's someone I want to see a lot more of. He was he was a really good guy, and he's a good, he's a great wrestler. Yeah, and of course the Australian Wrestling Network are our proud partners here with uh, on the turnbuckle. And there's just more and more fantastic wrestlings. I don't know how proud they are. They talk, they talk about us far less than we talk about them. Are you sure? Yeah. It's kind of an unrequited love at the moment. Hmm. Yeah. And why Red do we do it? Stepchild, we uh, yeah. <laughs> they they retweet the show. Yeah, no, we, just we, another retweet. We enjoy, I enjoy the company of the owner. Yeah. Okay. Um, check, check out uh, Pro Wrestling League that went up. Um, fr- friend, friend of the show, g'day Aussie, Oz wrestler on Twitter. Wrote friend might be a stretch, acquaintance I'll call him. Casual acquaintance, acquaintance of wrestling, um, wrestling acquaintance of the a show. A friend of a friend of a friend. I don't even know what he looks like. Uh, he wrote a good review. Uh, shared it on Twitter of the Pro Wrestling League event. Uh, he said the main event was worth the uh, the price of a monthly subscription on its own, and I've watched that main event, and I can totally agree. It was phenomenal. Oh, lovely. Uh, time to get to our first guest. Yeah, lucky first guest. I'm looking forward to our second guest. 
Good guest today too, Welshie. Well done in getting this one from PCW, one of the up-and-coming wrestlers here in Victoria. Barry O'Leary joins us. Hello, Barry. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for coming on board, mate. We really do appreciate it. Uh, are you looking forward to jumping back in the ring, hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks? Definitely, definitely. It's been a been a long time coming. Uh, it's really all, all, all I thought about over over COVID lockdowns. Um, already already done a bit of uh, training back in the ring, and uh, <laughs> I'm pretty gassed. So I'm going to have to get the cardio up before I uh, before I actually return to in ring action. How was the first bump? Oh, mate, tingles through the arm. I got the pins and needles. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> um, there's a well-known Melbourne wrestling fan who's a friend of ours called Nick Galea, who's a big fan of your work. He told me about you before I'd even seen you wrestle. But he refers to you as being the perfect heel and says you've got a punchable face. Um, is, that something <laughs> you've been, is that something you've been told before or you've had to work on it? That is, that is coming up too often. I remember my, my first show on, uh, on PCW Slam, um, Rowdy, uh, he, he came up to me and he's just gone, you've got the most hittable face I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what it is about me. I, I, not, nothing I can change, but uh, listen, <laughs> works well for, for being the bad guy. It's a gift. <laughs> it, it really is uh, very much a baby face. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. It might be the good looks uh, that everyone's jealous of. That, that, might, that might be it, but other than that, I can't explain it. <laughs> you, you, are, um, you were involved in one of my favourite wrestling moments anywhere in the world over the last 12 months. And that was, and we'll get on to the Summer Series final soon, but the week, the, the show after the Summer Series, when you and the Sly guys came out to the ring to We Are The Champions, and you handed up something shocking. I've been trying to find it all day and I haven't been able to find it, but that was one of the most entertaining nights of wrestling I've been to. What was that like? Um, that was great. We, that was just genuinely us just going out and having fun. We were still coming off the high of, of them winning the tag um, tag championships and, uh, and, and me winning the Summer Series Cup. Pretty much, we just got sent out there and said, you know, just just talk, and we just we just uh, we just we were just enjoying ourselves. I think that's that's what got across. It's it was genuinely us, our chance to celebrate our win um, in front of everyone. Um, it was just perfect. The whole the music started slowly, and and you guys just, uh, I mean, all three of you are really good character workers. Like it comes across and um, embodied those characters while you celebrated. I just wanted to. So thank you for that because that was a really great night. Also, the best rendition of "We Are the Champions," I think, when uh, when I got the, got on the mic, not a bad yeah. voice. <laughs> you might have been just just below Freddie, but um, number two for sure. Just, just. And I also want to thank you, Barry, because for the four years that we've been doing this podcast, I've been the only person out of this three that's actually been on Neighbours, and it's <laughs> great to finally find so someone who else has been on Neighbours. Uh, you, of course, played the character of Ben Kennedy when you yeah. were a young kid. You were Carl and Susan Kennedy's grandson. How old and how long ago was that? Oh, I think I was grade, grade three to four, I think. Wow. Maybe, maybe into year five. I was on it for about 
three and a half years, I, I think. Um, I was actually on it alongside my brother, which a lot of people don't know. Uh, my brother played Mickey uh, Mickey Gannon. Yeah. Um, so not not on screen brothers because um, he's got the he's got the lovely blonde hair uh, to to my brunette. But yeah, so that was that's that was insane. Like uh, I, I still can't believe that I've, I've already done that in my life so early on, and um, getting to work with my brother on a TV show like Neighbours. Um, Absolutely insane. And, of course, there would have been a lot of talk through the cast about when I was on Neighbours with the Ox <laughs> oh. and Toadfish. It's all I heard. Coming yeah. into the green room, uh, you, should have seen, you should have seen the best actor that they ever came across. They, they can't stop talking about you. Uh, oh, well, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Excellent. That's, hey, you're that bloke who ate all the food in, the, in catering. <laughs> that's what they remember me for. <laughs> um, oh. Sorry, I'll, I'll ask one Neighbours question. Like, What's the feeling with how often your grandfather, Carl, dogs your grandmother, Susan? <laughs> He's a dirty dog, isn't he? He's, <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, must run in the family, though. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a great heel in wrestling. Uh, oh, yeah. Carl. He had a great <laughs> heel run. <laughs> um, are you going to ask any questions, Lyle, or just going to leave I, that? I, I, I'm, I'm not across neighbours, so I... Um, I was oh, waiting right. I've got to get a couple those. more. Uh, <laughs> Tony, you'll pipe in with a couple of them. Uh, just going back to that uh, We Are The Champions uh, rendition in the story, are those the things you actually, those nights you take for granted and you actually miss after being out of the ring for so long, um, interacting with the crowd like that and having fun with your mates? Yeah, that's actually that's my favourite part of wrestling. Um, of course, I love the physical aspect of um going out and, and putting on a match. But I love just get, getting the opportunity to, if someone hands me the mic, I'll, that's that's where where I do my thing. I'm, I'm, that's where I'm most confident. Um, so, yeah, I, I love just going out, uh, getting good heat, uh, pissing, off a, pissing off a couple of people along the way and just having fun. That, that's what it's all about. If you're, not, if you're not enjoying it, you shouldn't do it anymore. And, I mean, there is one crowd member of PCW that, if you're a heel, you definitely are going to get heat from him. Um, what was the what's what's the first time? And I, I, sorry, I've never met him, so I, I don't know his name, unfortunately. But um, Jonathan, 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 Jonathan. Yeah, uh, how much does he hate you? Oh, well, when I first came out uh, on my uh, ignition day, debut, he was he was chucking up the uh, the fingers crossed, uh, really getting into it. Then after the match, he, he was screaming at my face, so it was a bit, it was a it was a quick change. Uh, I had a, I had a fan for about two minutes, and then I, during the match, I lost him. Did you find that your time uh, on Neighbours as a, as an actor Tony. helped you? No, it's helped you with your oh. character in regards to being able to talk. Um, yeah, definitely. I think uh, acting it goes hand in hand with um, wrestling, about playing the character and. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's given me a lot of confidence uh, uh, with talking and, and going out and performing. Um, it, I, I'm not crowd shy, uh, which is, which is I, I imagine, one of the biggest things um, starting off wrestling, yeah. if you don't have a um, performance background, um, would be going out and freezing in front of the crowd, whether I just, I just don't seem to do that. Was wrestling something you always wanted to do when you were a kid or is it something that... Um, came to you more recently. 
Um, it's, it's come really recently. Like, uh, obviously, like everyone watches um, wrestling when they're when they're young and they're throwing the siblings around and suplexing them on on mattresses and all that. Um, but for a long time, I was going to pursue a career in dance. Um, so I went to uh, Victorian College of the Arts Secondary School, where I did half a day of academic and half a day of uh, dance training. So I was getting trained to be uh, in, in, in classical um, dance, like ballet and contemporary. So all throughout high school as well, that's, that's where I thought my career was going. And then year 12, I just... Uh, when I turned 18, I kind of just lost the passion for it. And, um, and then I, f- I found wrestling. I started watching wrestling again. And um, I was like, I want to give this a try. I really want to uh, try my hand at this. This looks cool. Um, signed up to the PCW Academy and, you know, haven't looked back since. That's now, uh, now it's the dream to become the wrestler. Well, dance must be really helpful as well for your footwork because – um, I mean, people say it's not your mum's ballet you're talking about wrestling, but ballet is freaking hard and so is dance. So um, it must have given you a good grounding for starting to wrestle. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think um, I was able to pick up all the physical physicality of it so quick uh, due to dancing. Like I had all the footwork there, um, all, getting all the roles and, and all the choreography in the, in the matches and all that. Um, that dance has helped. Uh, so much with that so um it it was my dream as when I was young to be a wrestler but uh I've I've kind of done everything along the way to assist in um in in, uh having that dream now you know I've I've done the acting which helps with the character done the dance which helps with the physicality so I was already I was already uh down that direction without me even knowing everyone everyone uh compares or says uh, wrestling, it's not ballet, and as was you mentioned, ballet is hard. As someone that's done both, which is actually harder, ballet or or wrestling? Ballet is hard technically, but nothing compares to wrestling. I'll tell you what, it's a it's a it's a shock when you take your first chop. Um, you know, your body you, you're not you don't get as sore from um, ballet as you do wrestling. I'm waking up every day, bloody in pain. Where where that that, that wasn't the case with uh with uh, ballet, so wrestling's harder all the way. I've got to say, if I may, that I was a little bit gutted when you and your mum Libby left in 2003 and headed up to Shepparton <laughs> to live for a while uh, to get away from Drew, obviously. He was a bit of a... Um, I had something for you, mum. I actually had a little thing for your mum back then. What was the likely <laughs> being in Shepparton? Oh, je- <laughs> Kayfabe's still real with neighbours, is it? <laughs> He's bored into it. I'm not sure how you'd go living in Shepparton. Oh, no, not, not for so me. There's, there's not heaps to do. <laughs> no, true. Cook meth. That's about it. That's <laughs> um, oh, okay. No, if you don't want to talk about that period, that's fine. I don't understand. <laughs> it must tough have been time tough. with the family, Tony. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so you went down to the PCW Academy and um, I know Tricky and Cass Stone have had a, a big part in training you. What's it like working with those guys? Oh, absolutely amazing. Um, they're, I think they're some of the highest quality trainers, um, not just in Australia, but in all the world for wrestling. Uh, the training down there is phenomenal. And um, if you put in the work, you get, you, you get out what you put in. 
So if you're willing to put in the work um, in the gym, not, not just in training, but in training, in the gym, with everything, you're going to get a lot out of it. Um, so as hard as you work, you'll be rewarded for it. And I think that's why, why it's, a, um, it's a good place to definitely uh, start training. Um, and we got, we got such a big academy now. Um, so many guys trying their hand at it uh, and such great trainers. I think we got even Robbie. He started off training in with character and uh, and um, some of the some of the wrestling side of it. So it's 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 a great place to start. And with the um, is there still thoughts of picking up some acting gigs, or is wrestling have enough of the acting side to to cover that off? It's all wrestling to me at the moment. I actually um I had an agent probably last year and I just said, yeah, listen, it's, 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 uh, it's not, it's nothing personal, but I, I'm focusing on wrestling. I don't want to go for any auditions in acting at the moment. Um, I'm, you know, I'm all in on wrestling. That's, that's really my passion. And uh, I don't really want to um, cop out and do anything else. I really, I'm definitely focused on, uh, on wrestling and hopefully making a career and a living out of it. Um. You had uh, so we'll go, uh, you had the summer series uh, at the start of the year, and um, it's kind of a rite of passage that um, Cass Stone wins that every year. Um, so, what was it like when you got to you're wrestling Cass in the final, and and you and you and you beat him? Uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I sure as hell wasn't expecting it. Uh, you know, I was definitely I was the underdog going into the whole competition. I was the the newest guy um, competing in that summer series uh, tournament. Uh, so to not only get to the final on my first try, but to actually win it, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a huge, huge, amazing moment for me. And I think that's, that's the highest point of my career so far in wrestling. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was a, I could, I, I was, I was, had to contain my excitement in the ring. Um, but, yeah, that was an amazing night. And it was uh, actually my first big show, main eventing my first ever big show. I mean, it just all adds up. You know, first ever summer series, wins the cup on his first ever big show and he main evented it. First show on fight. I mean, you couldn't add anything more if you tried. Yeah, it you, was an excellent show too. I hope your grandparents, Carl and Susan, were there because they would have been extremely proud. I know that they were very uh, supportive of Toadie into getting into wrestling, so I'm sure they would have backed your career as well. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they're backing me. I'm sure they're backing me. <laughs> they come in separate cars or? I'll get Dr. Carl to manage me one day, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's real. That's, that. that's white hot heat. He could probably sing your theme song. <laughs> the, the biggest, the biggest problem would have been is that Susan has MS, MS at the moment, so she might have had a bit of trouble getting to the, the venue. But yeah, yeah. if yeah, if Harold right. could come back from the dead, I'm sure she can come back from MS. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah. So um. Those that summer series obviously really really big for the company because it tends to set up the stories for the year. So for you though, like it 
didn't quite do that because of COVID. So what's it like to be just hitting your straps as a young guy? You know, you've probably been told of some really good plans for your character and then it falls through. Yeah, I mean, I think it hit everyone hard, but, yeah, just coming off that that high and then not being able to capitalise on it is just, it's heartbreaking. You know, I'm, uh, I was on top of the world and then we go into lockdown and it just kills all that momentum. Um, that we had, uh, but you know, you got to you got to make the positives. So during the f- first lockdown, I tried to chuck on some size and um, uh, came back a bit bigger. And I've, I've done the same during this lockdown. So um, you you got to work on what you can. I could only do the uh, do my work um, at home on in my home gym, and uh, of course we had uh, the Zoom classes. Um, for the PCW Academy. So I was hopping on most of them and um, still grinding at it. You, you can't, you can't stop just because the world's closed down. You know, um, you want to come back better than you left. And that, that's what I'm planning to do this time. So those zoom classes, how important are they not just to keep working on a wrestling, but just for your mindset and keeping in touch with the other guys and girls from the Academy. Yeah, that's a, uh, it, it, it's the key to staying sane. Uh, you know, just, just knowing that other people are in the same situation as you, being able to talk to them about it, um, getting on the class and, and being uh, proactive rather than just, you know, sitting in the room moping and, and um, going, uh, you know, poor me. Um, it, it's, it's good to be able to chat to those guys and, you know, if any guy's feeling down, we, we'd, uh, as a group, bring them bring back up um, so, yeah, they, they were pivotal in uh, keeping my mindset positive and uh, not going to a dark place. And, of course, the best of those sessions would have been the uh, media training session that you had. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Always brings it back to himself. Yeah, the best trainer ever there. I see. <laughs> no. how, how, many, how many weeks out was uh, the Destiny ladder match when we got uh, lockdown? Because that was... Coming yeah, up, wasn't it? Yeah, that, I think 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 it was a yeah, me a couple of weeks. He just set out, and then they decided to um, push it back. Um, and then, of course, we came out of lockdown again. They went back in um, for one day, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, came out for <laughs> for not long, and, and went back in. And uh, so, I'm not sure about um, what's happening with that. Uh, yeah, that, that's a bit. Um, that's a bit of the unknown at the moment um, on on what actually is returning and and what's kind of getting left by the side. Have you attracted much uh, noise from other promotions, interstate and the like, before you uh, before we all got shut down? Was there any chance of you possibly going interstate and doing some work? Um, no, no, uh, no, nothing yet. No, no, nothing yet. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm still getting my name out there in wrestling. I'm, I'm still very, very new and very green. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and climb to the top of PCW first, achieve all I can there. And then, then once I'm, uh, once I'm the, the best wrestler I can be at PCW and, and one of the top guys, you know, I'll, I'll maybe look at um, school and some people in uh, other promotions. Summer Bay that hasn't is- reached out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is. It is. Um, it has been a really quick rise, and um, I think that's something that people forget that you haven't been wrestling long, but 
you've already got yourself into a really good position with PCW, which um, probably even exceeds some of your own expectations going in. Yeah, definitely. I, I wasn't expecting to um, to kind of climb the ranks as fast as I have, but um, you know, I'm, I'm putting in the work. I'm, uh, it, it's not being handed to me. I definitely, I feel at least that I am that I am earning it um, because you know. The way it is, especially at PCW, our roster is so stacked and so full of guys that you either you have to work to either take someone's place or work to hold your own place. So I think at the moment I'm holding my own and um, and and slowly, well not slowly, quickly making my way up that ladder um, straight to the top for me. That's my plan. Well, I didn't One guy understand that Summer Bay in Ramsey Street. <laughs> <laughs> like WWE and AEW, mate. You just you don't leave one and go to the other unless you get sacked. Well, someone, <laughs> someone, well, someone's got to jump ship. A few have done it. Create, yeah. Yeah, create some buzz. Um, um, yeah. Are they a few seasons behind in the UK and stuff like that? You oh no, we're pretty much up to date. Now, I think. Uh, Barry, um, have you had a mentor who has taken you under your wing and sort of? really shown you the ropes in the last couple of years? Um, not anyone but in particular. The way, the way we're set up at PCW, it's really just everyone is is helping each other. I mean, you know, Tricky, he's been, of course, as the head coach, he's been a massive influence on me. Um, I can always go to him to talk about anything. Castu, uh, Castu, um, those guys really influenced um how I wrestle and how I perform and um, help me a lot with that. Even even uh, the seat stealer, JJ Ferno, um, <laughs> he's been a good that mate. Bastard. Um, in ring. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's, 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 a, it's a real community where everyone lifts each other up, I think. I tell you what, that's the first time I've heard Tricky called head coach. I've heard him called head case before. <laughs> never head coach. Bit of both, bit of both. <laughs> Um, I mean, you've touched on it already, but there are a lot of guys on that PCW roster that probably don't get the credit they kind of deserve for being um, amazing workers and entertainers. And one of them I know is one of Tony's favourites is Wake. And you had a, a pretty um, physical series of matches against him. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the best of three series, so... That, that was it. Was it was a lot more brutal than I was expecting when I when I first got told I'm facing Wake. I thought this will be a nice couple of matches, but uh, yeah, it ended up pretty brutal. We had the the first uh, match was standard um, standard uh, rules for um, one fall, and um, th- that went all according to plan. Uh, then we had uh, the, the the tables match, of course. Um, and <laughs> early on in that match, I took a table to the face. And I saw white. And I oh, just, no. Yeah, I saw uh, it hit me right on the nose. You can oh. see I dropped back. Uh, I'm out for a second and um, I saw white. And then I got to the back after taking that big bump from the, um, from the top turn bump to the outside. And I couldn't really remember much of the match. I, I thought I, all I remember is laying there and then uh, carrying me out. And then um, as hard as that one was, I was like, all right, that, that, that's – that's the uh, that's the injury for the time, and then we had the uh, the last man standing match, which was just absolutely brutal. That is, 
I've never been in more pain in my entire life. Uh, we had the chairs and we were just, we were, we, there were no pool punches. We were sending it, the chairs into each other. I think each chair pretty much broke on the first impact. Um, and we, act, we actually ran out of chairs. No. I stacked chairs under there like crazy. JJ Furno brought some out. Going around and looking for chairs, but we'd broken so many that we just had to end up uh, smacking each other with the, the steel of them. Um, and then, of course, uh, my lucky horseshoe got turned on me at the end and uh, got bludgeoned in the back of the head and, and bled out in the middle of the ring. Mm. Um, That's not lucky. No, that, that was very unlucky. That was very unlucky indeed. And uh, I, had, I had my family there that night. And uh, Oh, Carl and Susan were there? <laughs> <laughs> not there, not there. Mum oh. went sprinting to the back. Uh, Libby she, was there. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Libby, Libby, that's it. Um, <laughs> and how many matches have you had you had using weapons and gimmicks and things like that before this series with Wake? Uh, that, that, they were my first matches. I didn't really, didn't really get an orientation into it. I just got told um, I'm, I'm in that match. And then I went, oh, oh, all right, I guess. Uh, uh, so, yeah, first table bump uh, was, was in their matches. Uh, first time taking chair shots. Um, we're in the ring. Uh, because he loves those matches. Yeah, crowd. So you can see the pain in my face, the realisation, oh, shit, it's a bit harder than I thought. Well, at, least loose, when you're coming in, it, at least when you're coming into the third match, you don't remember any of the second match. So yeah, I couldn't remember, remember the pain. You from, wouldn't have been anxious <laughs> for it to be like... <laughs> wasn't too anxious. I was like, I can't be that much, that much worse than that. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a trial by fire. We spoke about character development with you before. Do you have a, 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 a real appreciation for these guys that are playing characters that aren't human? Guys <laughs> yeah. like Bacon, well, Caveman, I mean, Argan, those sort of blokes? Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I don't know how they get away with it. That's, that's my main thing. Oh, I, I can't, uh, can't shut my mouth. I'm a, I'm a smack talker. So I don't know how they manage to just not even speak English, not, not speak a lick of anything that makes sense. Um, that that'd be a struggle for me, at least. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, at least one of those guys told me once uh, that so he doesn't have to do promos, and I respect it. I respect <laughs> it a lot. Works um, hard, not hard. Uh, you must have pissed someone off who does the booking at PCW because I've seen your match for November the thirteenth, and um, I'm not sure that I'd want to be getting in the ring with Mad Dog McRae. Oh, jeez. Oh, listen now. Uh, you obviously well, showed something well, special with that uh, three matches against Wake. Yeah, uh, I might, uh, I might, yeah, go in there. Yeah, hardcore legend he is. So, um, you know, <laughs> he's a scary dude. He's a big dude as well. So, um, even seeing his matches against like uh, the likes of Mark Cage, um, that was a really good match. I just, they're good matches, and uh, people underestimate his technical ability because I remember watching that match going, oh, I don't know how good this could be. He's a hardcore kind of guy, um, and watching that, and he and he's grappling all over the places, slapping holds on. I was, uh, that that shocked me at least. So um, you know, he's got a lot to offer. So, and as well as those bloody chops, they they look uh, they look like they sting. So you know, I'm a bit worried, but uh, I'll get through it. I'll get through it. Good and morning. no one knows how old Mad Dog is. <laughs> no one's got any idea. <laughs> exactly this. He looks exactly the same as he looked 20 years ago. <laughs> but what would hey, you do that? 
What we the do tattoos know, aids more than what he has. <laughs> what we do know is he's got a lot of experience. I've so been in the business for the best part of 25, maybe even 30 years. Mm. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a Aussie wrestling legend. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun match taking, taking him on. I'm, I'm sure I'll learn a lot during that match. Um, I'm sure I'll learn a lot from him. And, um, yeah, that, that, that's going to be an absolute banger. One thing that I've noticed from PCW a lot more in the last um, year, year and a half, is bringing in some guys uh, from outside the company to to let you work, let, let your, your talent work against new people. And we've seen Ricky South come in and we've seen Mad Dog, um, Kellyanne. Um, what's that been like for the, for the locker room to have the experienced workers from outside come in and, and, and sort of show you different ways? Um, I, it's, it's super exciting, you know. Um, it, it's kind of testing, uh, testing PCW's might against the rest of Australia. And, um, you know, it's, it's putting on matches you, you thought you'd never, never be able to see. And it's, it's created a buzz, I think. Um, within the locker room of, okay, now, now I want to face this guy, I want to see this guy, I want to put these two together and see how they go. And, um, yeah, I think guys are stepping up because they, they see these outside guys come in and they go, all right, we gotta, we gotta, they're at PCW now, we got to show them how hard we can go. And everyone wants to work Emma and the kid. Oh, everyone, everyone wants to. Now, if there's any um, aspiring uh, young wrestlers out there, why should they sign up to the PCW Academy once it's up and running? Um, you know, if, if you want to be a wrestler and you're seriously considering, okay, I want to, I want to try my hand at this, um, PCW, I think, is the place to start, you know. Uh, it's It's been the testing ground for so many of the um, – of Australia's uh, – biggest talents, you know. We've got, I mean, guys like Royce Chambers come out of there, um, Edward Dask, um, you know, we, we have so many, we're, t- we're turning around so much talent that, um, you know, you're a fool not to sign up if, if, if you're serious about being a wrestler. Uh, you can you just look at um, the alumni of, of the PCW Academy and that, that speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah, and we've got so much um, new talent coming up as well that's the thing you're, you're going to be you're going to be in the ring training with uh the up-and-coming guys the guys that are that i i truly believe are the um next stars of australian wrestling yeah it's almost um it's it's funny because i think in the last 18 months we've seen one of the best crops of young talent come through and almost skip they almost skipped through slam a few of you like you went there but not for long and you were already on ignition um, and I don't remember seeing that previously. Yeah, I think uh, Slam is 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 kind of where you kind of start to um, hone in your skills and and tr- and try and start to get uh, show ready. So I think that's a that's a great place for you know um, new wrestlers to get the reps in. And that's like the more matches you have, the better you're going to be. Um, so I think Slam's been massive, but at the same time, you don't have to stay there for long. If you're proving to the upper management that you're ready um, to be on that next level, um, even if it's within a couple of matches, they are going to push you up. 
they're not gonna they're not gonna hold you back for anything. They they can see or anything to push you up. Yeah, I see you and Jarvis. I see you and Jarvis having a career of facing each other for years. Yeah, Jarvis. He's uh, he's one hell of a talented wrestler. Um, I love watching him and Endo go at it at uh, PCW Carnage. Managed to get the Slam title um, on the line uh, for that major show, which is really something we haven't seen in a long time. So that just shows how talented those guys are. That they're they're, they're managing to um, impress management that enough. Uh, that much that they're actually getting the opportunity. Mate, before we let you go, promo the upcoming uh, first show for PCW out of lockdown. November the 12th, is it? Uh, November 13th. 13th. Do not miss it. We have an absolutely stacked card. I mean, we're coming back swinging. We're uh, we're not easing into it. We're straight back into the action. As you said, uh, I've, I've got Mad Dog. Mad Dog McRae, so that's get, that's bound to be one hell of a match. Um, I think Kendo, Kendo's got Royce Chambers. These are two guys that can go. They prove once time and time again that they can go. Um, Royce told me he's going to squash him. <laughs> Honestly, if Royce wants to do it, Royce can probably do. You know, there's nothing that man cannot do. Um, yeah, I think we've got Sly guys versus uh, true champions. That's another big match. Um, That'll be a cracker. So, yeah, this is going to be a cracker show. Big fan of Sly, guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two of the greatest characters in Australian wrestling. And get in, get in early, too, I'd suggest with ticket purchases because I think it's going to be limited. Yeah, yeah, we're we're almost sold, sold out final tickets, I believe. 220, I believe, or something will be the maximum that they can have with the uh, increase that's going to be announced on Friday. So looking forward to that amount of people in that venue watching wrestling. Thank you so much, mate. Really do appreciate your time tonight and uh, look forward to keeping an eye on your career as it uh, goes up leaps and bounds. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Ben, Say hi to Luke Carpenter for me. <laughs> Kennedy joining us here. Nice. Oh, my God. Sorry, Barry O'Leary joining us here on the turnbuckle. <laughs> Back part two of the program. It's where we welcome Jules in to have a chat. Hello, Jules. How do And you'd be uh, one of the happiest men of the world, I reckon, having heard that theme music that we played to come back into the second break. Of course, it was the Robbie Eagles theme. Robbie, two belts. No, well, I'm not going to get two tattoos on my leg, but uh, let's just say I'm, I'm super happy with that. It was an emotional note. I think he needs a third belt for Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Belt, belt, belt. Oh, nice. I like it. I like it's not it. funny, but, but at least... The funny for those thing is, of us that I... didn't see it, guys, tell us what happened. Well, it was um, a hell of a match, I have to say. Uh, again, much like his singles win, I wasn't expecting it because you don't know which way these things are going to go. Not many people <laughs> end up with a singles and a doubles belt at the same time. The tag belt. Yeah. I mean... When we spoke to him recently, and I know you, you reshared the um, 
the interview probably a, a week earlier. We might need to reshare that tomorrow. Um, but he spoke about what it's like to team with someone like Tiger Mask, who is a wrestling legend. And, um, and for him to win, like to win the first belt is surreal. To win the second belt with Tiger Mask, that must just be, I mean, I do need to admit, like it must be incredible. Yeah, you can you can see it in the crowd. Like he, when he's coming to the ring, there's Aussie flags in the crowd. Yeah, the crowd love him. Yeah, they've got Robbie signs. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. You can feel you can feel it that the crowd want to get loud for him. Obviously, in this crap cloud, uh, clap crowd uh, era, but it still comes through uh, a little crap bit. Crowd era. I did, I, I did misspeak there, but I, I enjoyed the. The story of the match, you know, coming up with different ways of getting into the turbo backpack and into the Ron Miller special, the teasing of the finish, you know, usually in New Japan when your tag team partner is being held outside, that's, you know, normally it's the finish. And then they went back to it and reversed roles when, um, you know, Robbie had the uh, Ron Miller special on and you could just tell then with the camera work that it, yeah, uh, Kanemaru was going to tap out. So it was it was an exciting match. You know, what a week he's had, you know, tag teams with Chris Dickinson against El Fantasma and Chris Bay in Austin or Texas, wherever it was. Um, you know, he's got his second title defense uh, Saturday week um, for the junior heavyweight championship. Yeah, he's, he's on a roll at the minute. Um, you know, the road to... Power struggle. They're putting him in the ring in multiple tags with some young lines as well. So that's another tick from the office that he's a top guy. Tag- yeah, he's going to be tagging with young lines. You know, Fujita and Uiwa. I believe it's pronounced. Just say young lines. Yeah, <laughs> Fujita. I got that one. Um, so yeah, that's a massive tick from the office. That you know, um, if, if anyone no, thought that Robbie's singles title was just a, let's give it to him to Play see solid, how it yeah. wears and how it washes. We're actually now starting to see the actual respect the New Japan hold for Robbie Eagles. And, and the continuation of the story, when you think about the fact that Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger were, were junior tag team champions, and now with Tiger Mask being Robbie's senpai, that sort of carried that forward. That story that Robbie's told, remember when Robbie beat Jushin Thunder Liger and he tapped him out? I mean, that was one of the biggest... Very early. That was his first moments. match. First match. And and then you've got now him um, in matches with Young Lions. It, it tells you where he is on, on lots of different stages along the journey. So I think that has really solidified it. Well, David Storm put it best on Twitter, I think, when he said, um, Australia as a country has won two championships in New Japan. And that's Robbie currently holding both of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's actually. Uh, really... Then he called him a show off, but um. <laughs> but this is also a man that hasn't been home, you know, for months. No. and you know he's still probably uh, two and a half months. You know, you think you'll get Robbie through. may actually not know his address because he only just moved. <laughs> he might have to get picked up from the airport. He won't have to be able to Uber <laughs> home. Um, yes, yeah, so it's exciting. You know, I'm looking forward to this whole week and the build up to. You know, Saturday week as well. While we're talking New Japan, let's go into the G1 final, guys. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, disappointing the way it ended with uh, Kota Ibushi uh, dislocating his shoulder. You know, There's some good um, things on the show. Yeah. Oh, no, it was. It was um, – but that match was – it was going to be great. Um, you know, and you could see the disappointment in both guys. You know, Okada, he looked pretty emotional um, leaning against the, the turnbuckle, just waiting and all the young lines getting in there and surrounding Kota. You know, disappointing way to end, you know, the G1 final. I don't think it changed the finish. Uh, always thought Okada was winning anyway, but yeah, disappointing way to end it. I really liked his ability to think and promo on the fly as well. You could see while it was going on, there was concern, but he was also a consumer professional, making sure that the young lions surrounded uh, Ibushi. And then just in all of those circumstances, the, the, the promo that he came out with and, and talking about the, the V4 um, heavyweight belt was just, was just fantastic. Um, I was actually looking at the first G1 and how it's come a long way since we had um, Scott Norton, Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow in the first you. G1. How dare you speak ill of Scott Norton and Bam Bam and Vader. They're, they'd oh, Vader's my boy. If they, were, if they were young guys now, they'd still be in the G1. Or maybe not Scott Norton. You're talking about he'd be three times the size of everyone. He'd be in the G1. Don't worry. Um, so, so I'm a big, vicious and delicious fan. <laughs> but what I did like was the concern and everyone in the ring protecting Kota Ibushi from himself because you could see he didn't want to stop. He wanted to get his bearings. He was holding his wrist. So that's a, you know, obviously it's a shoulder issue. Someone's holding their wrist. You know, people think it might be a wrist injury, but you're just holding <laughs> Your shoulder, but and he wanted to continue, find a way to continue and strap um, it up. Let me go, yeah, you know, pop it back in, um, lethal weapon style, maybe. Um, yeah, but maybe only a few years ago they may have tried to continue a match. Um, you know, wrestling's come a long way. You'll never believe what I was holding when I broke my wrist. Oh, I can oh, imagine. I, my wrist. Be that I, also, heavy. I also suspect something. My wrist, sorry, children. <laughs> You were holding, holding your, your wrist, wrist when, when you, broke you broke your wrist. Yeah. I never once saw that I dislocated my shoulder when I was holding my wrist. Did you kick your leg out of your leg? <laughs> yeah, I think I've lost everyone on this. I'll uh, move on. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, is there any truth to the rumour that uh, one of Australia's favourite daughters is returning to the ring in Avery? Yes. Um, look, I think this is, um, it's been very uh, interesting, the early announcements from Renegades of Wrestling, but pretty much if you said who are the two biggest free agents in Melbourne wrestling, um, Loverboy would definitely be number one. But Avery coming out of retirement effectively to to make her home with Renegades of Wrestling is huge because she's actually a draw. Um, people buy tickets to see Avery mm. and there, there's not a lot of people who move the, the dial in that way. Like you see um, little kids who love her. She's She's got a message of empowerment and being yourself. So I'm really happy for her that she's wanting to come back and I'm really happy that she's found a new home. Yeah, look, Avery was in the first match I ever saw in Melbourne 
um, during the, funnily enough. Was she wrestling November, Erica? Yeah, she was, November. They wrestled rain. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, and I, I kind of, that it, she popped me then and then continued through MCW 100 and all of the rest. Um, always been worth a watch, for sure. Big yeah. yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, you, you speak about Erica. That's someone else who I'd love to see find a new home. She, we're not seeing enough of her. I mean, even Sid Parker, like, let's get him somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty telling that um, Avery coming out of retirement for this new promotion. It's yeah, they should pat themselves on the back for that. Wrestling it's fans, a good get. Oh, it's one hundred percent a great get. Yeah, wrestling fans, absolutely. You know, well, they want to see Loverboy and they want to see people like Avery, you know, mentioning other names like, you know, Sid. That would be interesting as well. Um, yeah. This whole promotion is exciting at the minute. So looking forward I'm just to saying the next... Sid, any, Sid anywhere, but yeah. Yeah, no, um, no. I uh, think... Uh... Sorry, mate. Finish. No, no I, was only, I was only rambling. It's okay, all good. Cool. Uh, turn our attention to WWE. And the only thing that I got out of Crown Jewel... Was that the Undertaker is a pretty good MC? That wasn't Crown Jewel. What was it? That was the night before, wasn't it? Or two nights before? Oh, okay. I thought it was at Crown oh. Jewel. Undertaker was, was a... the hype man for Pitbull. I thought Not it was a Craig Crown Jewel. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of the T-shirts the Undertaker wears. It might not it wouldn't shock you. Well then, well then, I didn't. I didn't get anything out of Crown Jewel then. Oh, Tony, I'm with you, mate. I, I thought Pitbull was at Crown Jewel with. Um, I'll tell you what, players. I got out of Crown Jewel. Brock Lesnar has almost doubled in size. And leaned. And leaned out as well. He's got a he had he had abs as well. Wow. He's a machine. He's a he's the a most machine. phenomenal specimen. I don't even think we're the same species. No. Like no. there's no way he's human. Um he honestly, is great like, at the, human, human, the crowd at Crown Jewel was actually pretty hot. They cheered, they cheered, they were loud all night. It's something that a WWE have not been able to achieve in America <laughs> yeah. That's... Uh, in years. This crowd were actually into the show. Um, and one of the biggest pops of the night, uh, who, did anyone watch the um, Olympic karate where the Saudi Arabian um, finalist in the karate lost the gold medal because he knocked his opponent out by kicking him in the head? Oh, no. Which is apparently against the rules of karate. Oh, yeah. um, someone tell Daniel Russo, Daniel LaRusso that because that's how he won his um, karate tournament at, at, um, when he was a kid. But um, so when this guy came out and he had a mask on, he took it off. The pop for him was un- incredible. And his kick to Ali's head is the fastest I've ever seen a leg move. I might have to go back and watch that. I, did, I didn't see that. I've seen oh, yeah. the, I watched the main event and I watched the... Seth and the Edge match, which was so most of the matches are good. Um, they were a little bit too long. I mean, Seth and Edge was way too long. Uh, that's that's Edge at the minute. I think everything he does is a bit too long at the minute. But like he you said, the crowd, yeah, yeah, the crowd was ridiculously hot. Uh, you know, I think I seen a guy in the fourth row with an NWO t shirt. Hey, blew my mind. You know, in Saudi Arabia, NWO is over still. It's awesome. Um, New World Order. The whole world. Mm. But um, yeah. look, honestly, it was probably one of their better shows. Um, I it, it, I was surprised because I didn't want to watch it. And I sort of, I, 
had a bit of a sore back on Friday, so I laid on the couch, my couch and watched it. And was surprisingly entertained. That's, uh, yeah, well, we've mentioned the last couple of weeks. It makes a difference when you've got a hot crowd. It didn't well. make me watch SmackDown or Raw, but well, it was a decent show. That to Your back wasn't that bad. Guys, what, what's happened with Charlotte and, uh, and Charlotte and Becky particularly? There's been some heat there. So Charlotte went into business for herself, didn't she? Did she get and thrown out of the of venue Donna. or something? Yeah, she went Sorry? off script. Did she get thrown out of the venue or something? Yeah, well, I heard that. I think um, definitely she had uh, – Vince was angry. Um, and apparently Sonya Deville wanted to fight her, and you do not want Sonya Deville to fight you. Like, that's not a fight you're going to win. Yeah. Um, it's strange. Look, it's a stupid storyline. I, I think they need to rename those belts. Like, why would you have SmackDown Women's Champion and Raw Women's Champion when then change the, the brands that the champions are on? It's stupid to have them come on and swap belts. Just rename them like you have with the men's titles and it doesn't freaking matter. Like, it, it's easily... And no one came out of this looking good. No. Especially Sasha. Who wasn't involved, but was meant to come out next, and that it basically cut her off at the knees. Yeah, uh, it was it was uh, poor in thought and in execution when people went off the script as well. But it, uh, yeah, it was a terrible idea and even worse execution. Yeah, well, that's just showing her her new employee that she's a little bit unprofessional if she wants to go to AEW. Um, she's got another. Well, that's the report. The reports are she's trying to get sacked. Yeah. Well, she's got about four years left on her contract. <laughs> so that's luck. probably not going to happen. Uh, the inspiration do it booing at Bound for Glory. What? They booing? They weren't doing the booing. They weren't doing any booing. No, the no. booing. Uh, Debutting. Yeah. They were over. They had an impact crowd. Um... <laughs> That just reminded me of Matt Riddle's when he had his debut and he called it a debut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had someone live uh, sing their entrance song um, live to the ring. Um, got over with the crowd. Putting the belts on them in their first match seems like a real TNA thing to do. Uh, coming off WWE TV. So I don't know where they go from here, but hey. Made we're Australian, like so though. it was awesome. We got... We got Australians in most of the companies with belts. Uh, come on, AEW, lift your game. Well, Australians. I do think Impact have come a long way since um, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. I don't see them uh, letting any pigeons loose, that's for sure. To be fair, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky were compelling viewing as the beautiful people. Absolutely compelling viewing. Yeah, but like the inspiration can wrestle. Yeah. True. Yeah, uh, they need to get out of the. Say... They need to get out of the impact zone or whatever they're calling it though, because that that crowd looks a little bit like the performance center uh, for NXT. They look tired and they've seen everything. So I think they're going back out on the road in the next month or so. So hopefully the crowds get a bit more livelier. Um, I did I did watch the battle royal or the gauntlet or whatever they called it. I did pop for the kiss demon, even though I knew there was a spoiler. So. When he first came out, that was funny. And then he just basically just stood on the inside of the ring looking for people to punch and do nothing else. 
<laughs> until he got eliminated. It was so amazing. He's still at the peak of his powers. Oh, 100%. It was good. Um, um, yeah. There's a few um, rumoured surprises that didn't come to fruition. Um, one of them we've heard was booked and then didn't, and then got unbooked was Jonah Rock. I'm not sure what happened there. I think probably visa issues, but um, hopefully Jonah lands somewhere soon. Yeah. Unbooked just seems like weird verbiage. It does. You don't, really, um, you don't hear, hear that. So, um, yeah, well, if it was just a visa, visa thing, you know, in this COVID time, maybe paperwork takes a little bit longer and stuff like that. The weird rumour was Bray Wyatt because he's still under a no com- non-compete. He couldn't turn up if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, Good point. Good point. Uh, tell us about S- Steph Delander and Indy. I think Indy killed Io Shirai from what well, I've seen. There was, a, there was a couple of spots in that match. I, I only watched the, the um, what was it? Three tag team ladder match. And there was a couple of spots there where I was very nervous. Um, I thought someone may have done their knee. Um, yeah. EO looked like she landed on her head on the top of a ladder to the outside for the ladder bridge. That was that was scary. Um, interesting um, concept, the Halloween Havoc. So the that Chucky doll introduced all yeah. the matches pre, for the pre-show and gave us all the rules. That was actually pretty entertaining. Your man, biggest, um, so I was just going to say it's the biggest piece of WWE continuity I've ever seen, even though it's WCW having the uh, the Steiner connection happening with Chucky. That I, that's the the one thing I pop for on that show <laughs> is that they told a story from from WCW in 2021 NXT. Um, your man Grayson Waller Tony ended yep. up hosting it. Yes, and rightly because, so. Um, there was car troubles to the other bloke. <laughs> Poor bugger. He won. He won the right to host and he didn't. And he did a great it. job too, I hear. Car travels. Oh, now if you want to see some bad TV, look at the Halloween party on YouTube. <laughs> I, look, I look forward to uh, Robocop getting a remake and WWE bringing <laughs> Robocop in to continue the WCW lineage. That would be amazing. Saw an interview, an interview during the week. Go, Jules. No, I, uh, I hope he's aged as well as Chucky. That's all. I hope he hasn't got rusty. <laughs> I saw I saw an interview during the week where Indy Hartwell was talking to Sean Ross Saps, um, and she was saying that her first match ever with weapons was the one she had for the title in NXT, and her first ladder match was t- today. Um, are we letting the women do enough in Australia? Like, are we letting them? Have enough gimmick matches and things like that. So that's that hard to believe that that's her first ladder yeah. match. That's weird, isn't it? I'm pretty yeah. sure I've seen Indy Hartwell with impressive weapon at Wrestle Rock. Ah, oh, yeah, she, she had a door at Wrestle Rock. She's <laughs> saying proper weapons match though. Um, yeah, and it made me wonder, like, you know, are we are we giving our women? I mean, I know they're all getting signed anyway, but are we giving them the preparation they need by letting them have the matches that we're letting the guys have? Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not just the matches, the stories that we're telling. We're not telling oh, up to get stories. to a blood feud or and stuff that requires those kind of matches, you know. And it seems weird because, you know, like you mentioned, Erica and Avery wrestled each other a million times and never got. Oh to... no, they had they had one at Underworld. Don't you remember the screwdriver oh, yeah, spot? Right. 
Oh, yes, yes, through the, the Randy Orton remembered and stole. I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of women who are having those matches in Australia. I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to um, pretend there aren't. But like uh, someone like Indy Hartwell, was she pigeonholed and not given those opportunities? I don't know. Did she not want to have those matches? We don't know that either. Yeah. Well, it, spots will increase, right? It's 2021. There'll there'll be more matches. There'll be more matches where gender is not an issue, and I think that's the thing. That, that's going to mean that, that people get a broader experience as they as they come up when they first start. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, a lot of people have had experience with weapons in the last year just purely because of um, DMDU. So um, obviously, it's changing, but it was something that made me think. Mm. And finally, uh, a lot of people have heard about, of course, the wrestling series, the Dark Side of the Ring which has been a very, very popular series. Well, we've got some uh, special news here on the Turnbuckle Walshy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we are all on Twitter a fair bit, um, and it can be a pretty negative place at times, it's fair to say. Um, and there have been reasons to be negative over the last two years as well. We don't shy away from that. With um, We had the Black Lives Matter issues, and then we had just speaking out and things like that. And, um what we want to do is try and find some of the positive stories that, you know, a wrestler might be helping someone in the community or might be doing charity work or a company might be going out of their way to support people who um, need a little bit of extra support. So um, we want to sort of start a segment. We'll probably do it once a month called the bright side of the ring where we try and shine a light on some of that stuff. Um, let you know who's doing some good work in the community um, and maybe, yeah, give them a bit of credit for that. So um, we do want to hear your stories because it's obviously very hard for us to know what everybody's doing. So if you do experience, you know, a good interaction with a wrestler or you see someone in their day-to-day life going above and beyond, um, hit us up on Twitter or on our Facebook inbox. You can email us on the turnbuckle at gmail.com let us know who we should be looking at because we've got a few in mind, but um, if we're going to do this every month, we're going to need your help. Drop into our DMs. Is that what you say? Sounds sounds worse when you say it. Yeah, Mm. not like that. No. Our inbox is open. Looking forward to those episodes. Let's have a look at what's happening around Australia. And Halloween has brought out plenty of wrestling promotions on Saturday, which is Halloween Eve, Saturday the 30th. SHWA have their Halloween Eve wow. show at the Maddington Community Centre. Hey? Schwa. Schwa. Uh, QWA, or QWA, have their hardcore Halloween in Townsville. Upwa, UPW, have their Halloween Bash 2 in Murrayfield. And Poissa, PWSA, have their spooky slam in Mobry, South Australia. Rukwa, RCW, have their end of days at the Akruba Hotel. And we finish off with Aqua, ACW. Barbie girl. That's it. Aquaman. Uh, have their tryouts at the ACW Academy. Both that Rukwa and Aqua are on Sunday, the 31st of October. 
I was um, going to make a serious point about Julian Moore being at, at uh, SHWA and, and what a legend he is. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm done. You can't there? Sorry, no. Jules. But uh, <laughs> also, finish, like everyone else has got their tickets on sale. They're starting to play in their shows. So check out your favourite promotions Facebook page. Get a ticket link. Buy, buy a ticket and, um, and go and shout your guts out for your favourites. I'm going to go uh, shout my guts out now after spending an hour with you guys. In a Fiji go, go and have a shower. <laughs> SWA shower. Uh, catch you next week. Catch Later. you next week too. Thanks for joining us right here on the Turnbuckle.